What is going on, everybody? It's your boy Nightmare K Hall back at it again with another podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Woo, what a week, man. What a week in crypto, man. We done had a lot of uptrend in the crypto space, folks. We had Bitcoin surge over $31,000. We had Ethereum get over 2100 folks. It has been a hell of a week, folks, but we are seeing a pullback now. It is about 12.10 a.m. Saturday, April 15th. So we are seeing a pullback in the crypto market as we speak, folks. But hey, man. Freaking Cardano pumped a little bit. Got Dogecoin pumping. But like I said, now we're starting to see a pullback in the markets, folks. Um, I am going to talk about Phoenix Wallet, folks. It is a Lightning Wallet for Bitcoin. I'll definitely talk about that as well. We got two stories of gaming. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, I did add another altcoin to my portfolio. And I will tell you what that altcoin is towards the end of the show. But anyway, folks... Nightmare Gaming and More starts right now. So, ladies and gentlemen, again, it is April 15, 2023. I hope everybody's weekend was good. My, I mean, your weekend is going well. My week was pretty good. I hope everybody's week was fantastic. But let's get into these crypto markets. So, we got Bitcoin, $30,386.22. That's $30,386.22. We have Ethereum at $2,087.37. We have Tether at a dollar. BNB at $328.94. USD coin is at 99 cents. We have XRP at 51 cents. Cordano, like I said, was pumping 43 cents. Dogecoin is at 8 pennies. We have Polygon at $1.15. Solana is at $24.23. We have Polkadot at number 11, $6.66. We have Litecoin at number 12, $95.57. Binance USD has dropped all the way to number 13 at a dollar. Shiba Inu is at 11th, 15th millions of one penny. We have Avalanche at $19.17. We have Tron at six pennies. We have Dai at 99 cents. We have Rat BTC at $30,424. And 27 cents. We have Chainlink at $7.66. We have Uniswap at $6.25 at number 20. Cosmos is at $12.21. We have OKB at number 22, $54.15. Leo is at $3.47. We have Ethereum Classic at number 24, $22.18. We have Monero, $161.77. We have XLM at $0.10. We have TonCoin Ton. $2.33 $2.33 at number 27. Filecoin has jumped all the way back in the top 30. $6.12 at number 28. Bitcoin Cash at $131.10. Aptos, $12.63. Lido Dows at number 31, $2.55. True USD is at a dollar. Uh Arbitrum is at a dollar sixty-four. Hedera's at six pennies. Near Protocol is at two dollars ninety-six. Number thirty-five. V Chain's at two pennies. Chronos is at seven cents. At number thirty-seven. Eight Coins at four dollars fifty cents. Internet Computer five dollars forty-two cents. Number thirty-nine. Algorand is at twenty-two cents. QNT's at one hundred twenty dollars forty-six cents. Number forty-one on the charts. Phantoms at fifty-one cents. The Graph is at sixteen cents. EOS is at a dollar twenty-four. Number 44, Stacks is at $0.86. Decentraland 
is at $0.63. Cents. Ave is at $81.43. Theta Network, a dollar twelve, a mutable, a dollar eighteen at number forty-nine, and rounding out the top fifty folks is Multi X, Multiverse X, forty-two dollars forty-six cents. And here are some honorable mentions: Tezos, dollar fifteen; Flow, a dollar three; Axie Infinity, nine dollars and one penny. Conflux is at 37 cent and number 55 on the charts is the sandbox 68 cents folks so those are your top 55 cryptos for this week folks so not really a lot of movement i mean like i said ethereum got 2100 bitcoin got 31k so that's pretty good and cordano had a nice pump as well at 43 cents so we have 23,387,000 cryptos, folks. Market cap's over $1 trillion. We have Bitcoin's dominance at 46.3%. Ethereum is at 19.8%. The Ethereum gas fee is at 21 Goya. So there you go, folks. But let's get into some crypto news, folks. So we have Bitcoin. Pulls back from 31,000 as a pin bar forms upside momentum dropping. So there is a pin bar on the daily Bitcoin daily chart on a day when prices soar to a to reach a new Q2 2023 highs of 31,000. Bitcoin pin bar forms in the daily chart per Bitcoin candlestick arrangement on April 14th. Prices printed lower, retracted from a H2 2023 highs as the uptrend lost momentum and sellers curbed the upswing, rejecting higher prices. Subsequently, the pin bar has formed, indicating intense liquidity pressures mainly during the New York sessions. A pin bar is a candlestick with a long upper or lower bar typically formed when price pullback from logical from local highs or lows. Uh, chart analysis associates the pin bar with the local peaks or bottom in the current formation. Bitcoin price are retracing from April highs of 31k. Despite traders beat being upbeat, expecting more gains in a subsequent session. Expanding from the current formation could mean bears are around the corner and the current bull run may be coming to an end. You might also like technical analysis suggesting Bitcoin on cusp of bull market. Despite the pin bar forming at this critical formation, it should be noted that Bitcoin price remained largely volatile and mostly firm by the close of business week. 15 of 2023. Presently, Bitcoin candlesticks are still aligned along with the upper BB, suggesting the uptrend momentum is strong. Also, the divergence between the upper BB and the middle BB, that is the 20-day moving average, points to high volatility. Moreover, general trading volumes and indicator of participation are low and nowhere near the activity of the mid-March 2023. U.S. economic data supports the green back. The volatility of Bitcoin price could be due to the economic data flowing out of the United States. On April 14th, recent data shows that the retail sales and indicator of consumer spending and thus a guide of inflation contracted more than expected by 1% in March, lower than the estimate 0.4%. Even so, primarily University of Michigan consumers sentiments revealed that survey consumers were confident of what lies ahead. Typically, the more consumers are confident in their finances, the positive it is for consumer spending, a, viable, a variable that can also influence inflation. 
March U.S. Consumer Price Index (CPI) came in weak. Inflation data from the Bureau of Labor Statistics (BLS) showed that the inflation of March contracted much in line with the economic expectation. Although the U.S. index briefly fluctuated during the New York session, bulls soon took charge, pressing asset prices lower. At the moment, greenback continues to outperform most currencies and commodities, including Bitcoin, gold prices, which are likely to close lower on April 14th. So, ladies and gentlemen, like like the article says, we are seeing a pullback from 31k. Um, I think it'll trade sideways for a little bit. It might stay between that 29 and 31 uh, candlestick. Uh, I really don't see a real pullback too much. We might see one next week, but I don't see one this weekend. I think we'll stay around about 31k, 30-31k, maybe drops to 29, but I don't see anything lower than that. But Monday, once the stock market opens, I could see a I could see a major pullback. All right, folks, let's move on to Ethereum. So Ethereum shorts obligated as Ethereum price crashes through 2100. Where? What's next for the ETH price? So Ether future short positions have been wiped out on a on mass in the last two days as the world's second largest cryptocurrency by market capitalization defied the bears and rallied in the wake of Wednesday's highly anticipated series of upgrades to the Ethereum blockchain. Ethereum swords surged above 2100 on Friday for the first time since May 2022, taking weekly gains to more than 13%. That means Ether is on course for its largest one-week gain in and around three months. As a result of East bullish breakout over 90 million in ETH future short positions have been wiped out in just the last two days as per data from crypto derivatives and analysis website coin class the latest series of ethereum upgrades implemented on wednesday amongst other things allow stake ETH tokens to be withdrawn for the first time some analysis and traders had worried that investors might rush to unstake and sell ETH tokens on mass, creating short-term selling pressure that could have weight on the price. But on-chain data, as discussed in an article on Thursday, revealed that the successful implementation of flexible ETH staking actually saw the total number of staked ETH tokens rise on Thursday rather than decline. As of Thursday, there was a total of 18.257 million ETH tokens staked up from 18.131 million on Monday. Traders responded by aggressively unwinding bearish bets that the upgrade would trigger short-term sell pressure, sending ETH crashing above 2100, and the bulls seemingly remained in control. According to separate data presented by CoinGlass, the funding rate on leveraged ETH future positions remained positive. On-chain network utilization fundamentals still look a little weak despite the returning crypto bull market. With high transaction costs pushing more users toward ETH Layer 2 scaling suits like Polygon and Arbitron, as well as competitive chains like Solana, but deflationary ETH supply tailwinds coupled with the optimism that Ethereum continues to make progress towards addressing its scalability issues mean that on balance, Ethereum network fundamentals should remain supportive of the price for the foreseeable future. Flexible ETH staking means more investors are expected to lock up their ETH tokens in greater number, taking Circulation ETH out of supply, assuming ETH stakers wish to hold their staking position for the long term. Meanwhile, ETH's supply inflation rate has been consistently negative in recent months, with the burn rate essentially all ETH paid in transaction fees is taken out of the supply, having 
consistently exceeded the issuance of new EVE tokens, EVE tokens to stakers. Elsewhere, the micro conditions also improving as U.S. inflation keeps falling and recession risk risk rise, increasing the likelihood that a Fed rate cutting cycle is near nearly here. Medium to long term risk seems strongly titled in favor of continued EVE price upside in the coming months. Short term, uh, short terms technicals are certainly also screaming position. Eve has been finding strong support at its 21-day moving average in recent weeks, with technicals take as a store as a strong vote of confidence by the market and short-term bullish price momentum. All of the Eve major moving average are moving higher in consistent order. The strong rebound from the 200. DMA in mid-March and Golden Cross when the when the 50 DMA went above the 200 MA in early February are also positive medium in the medium to long-term technical signs with E slash USD comfortably above resistance in the form of last August highs in the $2,030 area and already in the 2100s a melt up towards the physiology important 3000 area in the coming weeks is possible. So ladies and gentlemen, we are having a pullback, but I do think Ethereum will stay around the $2,000 mark. It may go back down to $1,900, but I have like maybe a 10% confidence that it will go that low. So it will probably stay around $2,000, but uh, do I think it will reach $3,000? Possibly, possibly. I think it can reach about twenty five, maybe $2,600, and then we'll have a strong pullback. Like I said, I think Monday or Tuesday we're going to have a strong pullback. But then after that, I think we could be trading sideways for a little bit. And then after that, I think we'll uh, probably run up. But anyway, folks, let me know what y'all think out there. Give me just a second. I don't know what's going on with my computer right now. It is freezing like hell. I have no idea. I got to get a new computer, folks. I really do. Ah, and I do apologize, folks. My computer's frozen at the moment. But while it is frozen at the moment, I'll talk to you about Phoenix Wallet. So, oh, looks at that. It came back. All right. We'll talk about Phoenix Wallet in just a second here. Let's get through the rest of these stories. So we have some altcoin news, folks. And that's right. Lead Shiba Inu developer stresses more SHIB burns are needed to move price. So that's right. The price of the meme-inspired cryptocurrency Shiba Inu SHIB has been upper underperforming other blue-chip digital assets even at a time in which token birds for it have kept on growing dramatically, leaving some in its community disappointed. With the first half of April already experiencing significant burn numbers, March 2023 marked the strongest month since October 2022 in terms of SHIB tokens destroyed. Data shows a total of 6.78 billion SHIBA Tokens were burned over 540 transactions in the last month, up from 352.21 million SHIB tokens being burned in 128 transactions in February. Overall, the burn numbers in March surpassed those of October 2022. January 2023 saw 1.12 billion tokens burned across 223 transactions, while December 2022 and November recorded. 2.072 2.072 billion 349 transactions and 1.922 billion 381 transactions respectively in October, a whopping 
1.05 billion SHIB tokens were destroyed through 2,432 transactions Bitcoinist reports. The, despite this strong upward trajectory in the burn numbers, the SHIB price has not followed suit, causing frustration. Satoshi Kasama, the lead developer of SHIB, offered his perspective on the matter in response to a comment on the, SHIB, the Shiba Inu telegram. Kasama addresses the broader cryptocurrency market and noted that there is a classic cycle of interest rotation in the space where blue chip crypto assets first see interest before investors move to altcoins like SHIB. Furthermore, Kasama asserted that the current burn rates are insignificant to impact the SHIB price. He's he likely refers to the fact that while ship burn numbers appear substantial, they are far less impressive when measured in USD, he said. We are not even close to touching the numbers of burns need to move ship based on burners or burns alone. That's why we must introduce new technology utilities and grow the ecosystem and adoption. When you understand that you see way past moves are vital and our future ones solidify our dominance. Notably, ETH blockchain data shows that the launch Keo token project has moved forward with a major burn of meme-inspired cryptocurrency, helping it burn rate skyrocket 30,000%. According to the data, Keo burned an astonishing 1.49 billion ship tokens in the transaction that comes after Keo moved 1.1 billion tokens to a dead wall earlier this month. Kiyo, which exclusively debuted on the Shiba Swap decks last month, has aided Shiba Inu in di diminishing its vast supply by 8.75 billion SHIB tokens through various transactions directed to Inferno addresses since its inception. So, ladies and gentlemen, Shiba Inu, all these burns, man, all these freaking burns they're doing, but getting rid of the token supply, but it's not helping the price. So, do you? Agree with the lead Shib, Shiba, I mean Sh Shiba Inu developer that they're not even close when it comes to USD, the United States dollar. Well, I don't know, folks. Time will tell. You know, I got a Shib after I made my money in at the end of 2021, so I got out of Shib and I have not went back. Um, I wasn't too happy when they partnered with the WEF, the WEF. So no, thank you. I'm not touching Shiba Inu again. But folks, like I said, stay tuned. I am going to reveal that new altcoin I added back in my portfolio. But anyway, folks, let me know what y'all think out there. Moving on to the last crypto story of the day. And that is Cosmo. That's right, folks. Cosmo. So Cosmo-based altcoin project surges 88% this week. Aim rollout of new liquidity incentive program. So the token of Cosmo, Atom, blockchain-based liquidity staking protocol, Stride, is surging after the platform updated its incentive program. On April 7th, Stride rolled out a 60-day liquidity incentive program that dramatically reduced the number of Stride tokens that are being distributed as an incentive for ensuring ST token liquidity on decentralized exchange. First of all, currently about 27,000 Stride is emitted per day as an incentive, but once the new incentive program takes place on April 7th, the rate will fall to 7,100 Stroud per day, a decrease of more than 70%. The protocol says that, the, that much of the Stroud that is being used as incentives will be replaced with other tokens, although the tokens used for incentivization are charging holders of ST token and ST 
Talking liquidity providers can have confidence that the stride DAO will continue incentivizing ST token liquidity indefinitely and accurately guidance about future changes will always be given well in advance. The protocol says giving huge incentives has made the blockchain more decentralized but it will not be feasible in the long term. It says the new program will likely be renewed for another 60 days. Huge incentive programs are not sustainable. Now the stride has achieved over 80% liquidity stake in market share in the Cosmo as well as the numerous Integrations. The focus can shift to sustainability. Going forward, the focus will be ensuring ST token trading liquidity in a sustainable way. The price of Stride is seeing impressive gains aimed the changes. The token is currently trading for $1.95 up by 34.6% over the last 24 hours. Wow, so that's very interesting. So we all know about the clean, the climate change agenda, folks. So Cosmos, they're falling behind the global agenda and the you know climate change global elites green energy but hey you altcoiners out there have you guys made some money on this uh cosmos based altcoin project let me know man because i didn't even know this thing was going on but i had adam when it first launched but i haven't had adam in several years i used to keep it on coinbase a long long time ago man i think 2018 2019 but uh, I got rid of it real quick. I made my money and I got the hell out, bro. But uh, let me know what y'all think, folks. But now, let me tell y'all, folks, about the wallet that I use for my Lightning node and my Lightning network, folks. And that is Phoenix Wallet. That's right, folks. So Phoenix Wallet is a non-custodian wallet. So you do own your private keys. You do run your own Lightning node. Through the app, which is absolutely amazing, folks. If you have not checked out Phoenix Wallet, you definitely need to check it out. It's absolutely amazing. I love the Phoenix Wallet. Um, you can close any one of your channels, folks, which is great. Uh, once you're done as well, which is freaking awesome, folks. It's unfreakably well. Um, you can do on-chain transactions as well. Pretty fast. Um, you get to run your own node, like I said. Uh, anonymously, it is medium, so it can't be anonymous, can be not. Um, you do run it through the Tor network, which is pretty good, pretty freaking amazing, folks. And uh, it's really self custody if you really want to run your own node. Like we always say in Bitcoin, you should run your own node. So I looked online, folks, for hours looking for a wallet that allows me to run my own node. So it is the Phoenix wallet. If you are a noob and you really don't understand any of this stuff, make sure you do your research, folks. Um, this is not financial advice at all, but make sure you do your own research. But it's very important to secure the network by running your own uh, Bitcoin Lightning node. Um, you are able to close your own channels. Like I said, I know I'm repeating myself, but um, you can't go into the settings. Um, but what you have to do in order to close your channels uh, through the Phoenix wallet is that you have to take all of your Bitcoin out of that wallet, send it to another Bitcoin address, and then it will close the channel. So every time you want to use the Phoenix wallet, you have the option to close the channel because the miners obviously don't get paid unless the channel's closed. So I do want to say I extremely apologize to the miners out there. I know I've been holding up your money. I apologize. My channel is officially closed. You miners can now get paid, and I apologize. I am very sorry about that. But, folks, for you veterans out there, for you people that are 
veteran cold storage people and stuff like that, make sure you also have a backup wallet called the Samurai Wallet. Um, that's very advanced, uh, very for the veterans. Make sure your coin joining, make sure your uh, whirlpooling as well. And basically what that means, folks, is that the UTXOs, uh, which is pretty much the... Uh, which your Bitcoin is basically on. It's like a uh, it's like an email address basically that identifies the Bitcoin that's coming from you in your wallet. So it's an identifier. So basically UTXOs, right, has history on it. And what you want to do is you want to get rid of that history as much as possible. Get some new history where it doesn't have any back history. Uh, because you don't know where that Bitcoin came from. It could come from a terrorist, it could have come from a prostitute, it could have come from a drug dealer, it could have came from your your Aunt, Aunt Cindy Lou's ass crack. So you don't want that history on your Bitcoin, folks, especially if you're going to be saving in Satoshis. So you definitely want to coin join Freaking Whirlpool in Samurai Wild. There are tutorial videos for that, so make sure you go on YouTube. Check out the tutorial videos for the Samurai Wild as well so you know how to coin join and make your Bitcoin as private as possible and untraceable and trackable as possible. They do have settings in there from the app level and they also have a desktop version as well for Samurai Wallet which is pretty good. I'm not sh I don't think they have a desktop version for uh, Phoenix Wallet but the mobile app for both of those Samurai and Phoenix is amazing. Again Phoenix is for the Lightning Network. Yes you can sit on on-chain transactions but they do not have the settings for uh, privacy and uh, fungibility like Samurai Wallet does but again folks it is very very important that you are coin joining you are whirlpooling your Bitcoin is very very important every time you send your Bitcoin let's say from your Phoenix Wallet to your Samurai Wallet you definitely want to make sure you're whirlpooling folks I know it's a fee I know I know I know folks and one last thing about Samurai Wallet you definitely want to turn off your Tor network and all of your VPNs when it's whirlpooling, otherwise it will interfere with the whirlpool. So definitely something to make sure you're turning that stuff off, folks. But other than that, folks, you can have your VPN on if you're transacting in Bitcoin. Once you're done whirlpooling, um, it could take time for that to happen, uh, to break the UTXOs, to give you brand new ones, you know, and things like that. So your Bitcoin can't be traced. That's very, very important. If you care about privacy and things like that, well, you should care about privacy, folks. Or you can use something like Monero um, as well. It's a privacy coin as well, which is very untraceable, untrackable. You could also use Pirate Chain as well. Speaking of Pirate Chain, um, I'm definitely going to be uh, putting some money in Pirate Chain as well. Probably about 65 70 bucks. I'm going to put it in Pirate Chain as well, folks. Um, so you guys are seeing me. I'm on a buying spree right now. Still gonna be putting money in my uh, Satoshis, you know, buying my Satoshis every week. You know, I made that promise to myself. I'm gonna buy every single week, folks. Satoshis, about sixty to seventy-five dollars worth every week of Satoshis. Um, yes, I am loading up on altcoins, and I know every Bitcoin is gonna say he's a shitcoiner. Unsubscribe from his freaking channel. No, folks, I'm just speaking to you from my point of view. Uh, again, this is not financial advice. But the wallet stuff, you definitely look this up yourself and do your own research and stuff like that. See what wallet best fits you. If you are a beginner in the Lightning Network, I would suggest checking out a wallet called the Wallet of Satoshi for beginners. It's a custodian wallet, so they own your private keys, obviously. But, um, yeah, folks, it's amazing. Like, 
having self-custody in Bitcoin and all of your altcoins is amazing. As long as you have the private keys. But like I said, if you are a beginner and you're in Bitcoin, if you're in Bitcoin only, definitely use the wallet of Satoshi. Definitely make it easy, make it easier on your life for you as well. If you don't trust yourself to own your own private keys. Um, but if you're willing to take that leap, then I would recommend the Phoenix wallet, especially when you're running your own lightning node and you're able to close your own channels. It's freaking awesome, folks. I love the Phoenix wallet. And you're running it through the Tor network, folks. So it gives you a little bit of privacy, not all the way anonymity, but it gives you some privacy, you know what I mean? But uh, yeah, folks, once you get more advanced and once you've been in Bitcoin long enough, and I'm going to just talk Bitcoin for a sec. Once you're in Bitcoin long enough, folks, you want to jump over to the uh, Samurai wallet. Uh, watch their tutorials. They explain it real well. Their customer service is amazing, folks. Um, I really, really like Samurai wallet for sure, especially the stuff they built through the app to make your Bitcoin private. Um, very hard to trace and things like that. I've even gotten to the point where it's untraceable and trackable. Um, I've had my Bitcoin be untraceable and trackable, like, completely. Like, I've literally put it on the Lightning Network, like, the meme pool on uh, on the Lightning Network. And basically, like, it showed that I had zero Bitcoin. It didn't even know where the Bitcoin went. Like, it showed what I had, but then, like, when I sucked the Bitcoin because of the app features in Samurai Wallet, it didn't know where the Bitcoin went. It had no idea. It had showed zero Bitcoin. Like, it showed, like, the receive address. The other one I was sending my Bitcoin to, it had zero Bitcoin in it. It had no idea where the Bitcoin went. It, like, showed where my Samurai wallet, how much I had in there. And then the receive address showed zero Bitcoin. It knew, it couldn't trace it. Couldn't trace it, folks. I went on blocked here. Could not trace it. They had no idea where it was. But that's the point, folks. Again, if you care about privacy, definitely... Definitely check out Samurai Wallet. Definitely check out Phoenix Wallet if you want to run your own Lightning Node. But all right, folks, we're going to get into some gaming news, and then we'll come back, talk some more Bitcoin, altcoins, and I'm going to tell you what crypto I have. So, ladies and gentlemen, <sighs> so we have some PlayStation news. So we're going to talk about the PlayStation 5 titles to anticipate in 2023. This is kind of a short article. So we have Minecraft Legends, we have Dead Island 2, we have Star Wars Jedi Survivor, we also have Star Wars, I mean it's not Star Wars, Street Fighter 6, we have Diablo 4, let's continue, Final Fantasy. I think this is Final Fantasy 18 or 19. Maybe it's Final Fantasy 16. We have Bulger Gate 3. We have Skull and Bones. That has been delayed so many times. Marvel Spider-Man 2. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. They're coming out with a Marvel Spider-Man 2. Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth. Got a lot of games here. Alan Wake 2 is coming out, folks, this year. We've got Suicide Squad. Kill the Justice League. Comes out February 2nd, 2024. 
I know I didn't give you guys the dates, but you guys can read this yourself. Delph's Death Strangling 2. We got Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic remake, folks. We got Silent Hill 2 coming out. Oh, Silent Hill. Scared the shit out of me when I was a child. Marvel's Wolverine, folks. So if you're a Marvel fan out there, man, you definitely need a PS5. Alone in the Dark. Wonder Woman. Star Wars Eclipse. Grand Theft Auto 6. And that's all the games, folks. So, yeah. So, you're going to get a lot of games, folks. So, Minecraft Legends comes out April 18th, 2018. I mean, 2023, excuse me. Dead Island 2 comes out on April 21st, 2023. We have... Oh, my God. My computer keeps freezing. I need a new... I need a new laptop, folks. Uh, we got Star Wars Jedi Survivor, April 28, 2023. We have Street Fighter 6, June 2nd, 2023. We have Diablo 4, June 6, 2023. We have Final Fantasy 17, June 22nd, 2023. We have Baldur Gate, August 31st, 2023. Skull and Bones comes out this year. Marvel Spider-Man 2 comes out in the fall of this year. Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth comes out winter 2023. Alan Wake 2 comes out this year. And the Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League February 2nd, 2024. Dove Strangling 2 to be announced. Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic Remake to be announced. Silent Hill 2 to be announced. Marvel's Wolverine to be announced. Alone in the Dark is to be announced. Wonder Woman to be announced. Star Wars Eclipse to be announced. Grand Theft Auto 6 to be announced. So, ladies and gentlemen, PS5 getting some new titles this year and early in 2024. Should be a rocking time if you're a PlayStation 5 fan. But last but not least, folks. Hold on a second. Hold on one second. <clears throat> Alright, folks. So, here's the last thing we're going to talk about for gaming. Everything we need to know about Horizon Forbidden West. Burning Shores. So that's right, folks. So we got Horizon Forbidden West, Burning Shores, downloadable content release date. We got a release date for Burning Shores in December 2022 with Sony. Confirmed that it's coming out on April 19, 2023. The downloadable content was unveiled, unveiled at the Game Awards, Gaming Annual Awards and Trailer Showcase. Horizon Forbidden West, Burning Shores. Pre-order. You can now pre-order Burning Shores through the PlayStation Store, which should let you get it downloaded in time to play the moment it's released. So, Horizon Forbidden West, Burning Shores, downloadable content platforms. The single most controversial part of what would normally be a pretty routine announcement is that Burning Shores isn't coming to both of the platforms that hosted Forbidden West. Guerrilla Games has made it what is called the difficult decision to only bring the downloadable concept PS5 since it apparently pushed past what the PS4 can manage technically. The decision was expanded upon in a PlayStation blog post that you can read here in March 2023. That means you will need to upgrade if you want to play the base game on PS4 as the DLC will not be coming to your console as it stands. 
Horizon Forbidden West, Burning Shores DLC trailer. We don't really care about that. You guys can check it out. It will be a link in the description below. The first shows off a bunch of locations that Alo will visit as well as what looks like a titanic new robot for her to face off against currently occupying the Hollywood Hills. The launch trailer for the DLC can be seen below and shows a few more characters that you will be meeting and engaging with in the DLC. Hidden Forbidden West Burning Shore Download the Story. It looks like the post-apocalypse that has ripped through so much of North America in the low world has treated Los Angeles particularly harshly. This is where Burning Shores will be set. It has been confirmed that the terms of the timeline, it'll be a cola after the ending of Forbidden West story. LA has been transformed into a volcanic apocalyptic one one that will be challenging and dangerous to navigate things to lava flows as well as violent robotic inhabitants. We know that there will be a new character to meet and stories to uncover but we'll have to wait until more is unveiled before we can get into any more details. Horizon Forbidden West Burning Shores downloadable content gameplay. We assume from what Gorilla has shown off so far that Burning Shores will basically be more of Forbidden West abated in a new area that will presumably be a smaller more concentrated than the game's main map. LA will be open to ex exploration throughout land, water, and air on the back of a Sunwing, something that predominantly in the screenshots and trailers released so far. The development team went into much more detail on how the PS5 has unlocked some seriously impressive technical leaps as far as clouds and the skyscrape are concerned. You can read the full blog here, but significant, but suffice it to say that there will be a big update, big upgrade in terms of fidelity of the sky we're exploring. This makes it looks like it's pretty dynamic playground. We're hoping to tangle with new enemy types and get our hands on some new weaponry and tools too. But all this will have to wait for the full confirmation before the DLC releases. So there you go, folks. So Forbidden West, man. Downloadable content. Burning Shores is coming out here very soon. So get ready for it, folks. Again, that's April 19, 2023 on PS5 only. It will not be on PS4. So if you have a PS4, you will have to upgrade. So for the moment, everyone's been waiting for, folks. So yes, the altcoin that I have added to my portfolio again is, drumroll please, Cordano. That's right, folks. Cordano. I freaking bought Cordano again. And I am staking all of it. Put 65 bucks in. Staking it. Going to get those rewards. Have some say-so voting power in the network. And it is what it is, folks. I tried to get Luna. I tried to get Luna, folks. And I, it wasn't allowing me to get Luna. Um, I wanted to try that 7% stake yield with Luna. Luna 2.0, I should say. Um, but I wasn't able to get it. Wouldn't let me swap my Bitcoin for Luna. I only put 65 bucks in Cordano. Got over 118 coins. So we'll see how far Cordano goes. If, if it doesn't go anywhere, it doesn't matter. I still have voting power. I still have some stake into the network. I know there are millionaires and billionaires that have bigger stakes than me, but it is what it is. 
But, yeah, I jumped back on the Cordano train, folks. I'm happy it is what it is, you know. But I did buy a lot of Bitcoin this week, folks, a lot of Bitcoin this week. So I'm saving in Satoshis, like I said. I start work on Monday, so I'm super excited, very, very excited, actually. Um, Next week, on Monday, Monday night, I'll be working at Amazon, so I'm super excited, folks. But we got a lot to talk about tomorrow, folks. On uh, well, not tomorrow, uh, tonight's show. Uh, for the independent news, folks, I got seven stories coming your way, folks. It's gonna be a rocking show. So I'm gonna tell you what, man. It is not gonna be like last week's show, folks. I know it was like less than 20 minutes. I kind of rushed the shows out last week, but I was super tired, folks. I just wanted to get the news out to you, folks. But this week, we are going to go in depth, folks. It's a lot of news. I might have to do two shows tomorrow. Well, later on tonight, I should say, because it's after midnight here. But, uh, yeah, folks, it's going to get it's gonna get rocking, man. It's going to get real rocking tomorrow, man. There's a lot of things going on behind the scenes that people aren't aware about. Maybe some of you are. But for those of you who are not, you definitely want to stay tuned to my show tonight. Um, like I said, all the links in the description will be in the description below, folks. But anyway, folks, I'm probably about to go back and listen to some more podcasts before I go to sleep tonight. I was going to jump into VR and play some poker, but I kind of play it all week. So I may do it tomorrow. I may do it Sunday. Um, but folks, I hope everybody has a great weekend. And we'll, we, will, we will be back on this podcast in about 24 hours. Um, we're definitely going to get on independent news. Like I said, I got a lot of stories to get into, folks. We got the FDA commission calls for misinformation regulation. We got Elon Musk versus the BBC. I know a lot of you saw that. I be, uh, we got Zimbabwe pushes digital ID for access to government services. We got Florida leads the charging in CBDCs. We got the Rumble president primarily debate. We also got the IMF unveils unicorn and global CBDC. We got the CDC behavior change project target vaccine critics like myself. And then we're going to talk about the FBI red pill base and Chad's. That's right, folks. Even Stacy's. So that's right, folks. Yeah. Get ready, folks. We're going to talk about the FBI and how they're targeting people that call themselves red pill and Stacy's and Chad's tomorrow. So get ready for that, folks. This is going to be a very rocking show. It's going to be a long show tomorrow. Like I said, it might be an hour. It might be an hour and a half. Hell, we might have to do two shows if we don't get the, all these fucking uh, stories that I got to talk about tomorrow in 60, in 60 minutes. So, yeah, folks. So stay tuned for that. It's going to be awesome. Now, I know you're probably asking yourself, why did you get ADA again? Well, like I said before, it's about having stake in the network. Um, you get that 5% yield. I'm getting yield on my ETH. I'm getting yield on my Bitcoin as well. Um, again, folks, if you guys haven't checked out the Thorchain Savers Program, definitely check it out. Do your own research. You're getting about a 3.5% yield on your Bitcoin. If you stake it in the Thorchain Savers Program, you can always withdraw your Bitcoin at any time. As well as your ETH, your Doge. Um, so I'm getting yields on those as well, which is freaking awesome. Even Litecoin and even Litecoin. I don't have Bitcoin Cash, but uh, yeah, folks. And soon I will be adding Pirate Chain as well to my uh, portfolio. 
And I think that will be it. So here's my plan for the next bull run. I'm going to allow all of these coins to get to where I think is the top in my eyes. And then I'm going to get rid of all my altcoins. And I'm going to move it everything into Bitcoin. And I'm going to be a Bitcoin only a Bitcoin only person going forward. After 2025, I'm going straight into Bitcoin. By 2027, I will be out of alts completely. I will be gone from altcoins. Um, that is my plan. Uh, it may not happen. I may keep Ethereum. I may just keep Ethereum. But Dogecoin, I will be out. ADA, I will be out. Pirate Chain, I will be gone. So the only altcoin I may keep is Ethereum. Because I think Ethereum is going to blow up to at least $100,000. So I may keep Ethereum and keep staking it for sure. Uh, which I know... Um, Ethereum's, uh, one of his uh, devs did release that uh, they can track your IP address. So that's a little scary, you know, can know your location things. So make sure your location is turned off on your phone, folks. Uh, make sure you're doing your due diligence. Make sure you're using a VPN when you're online, things like that. Um, to protect yourself when you're transacting in Bitcoin as well. I mean, it's not the greatest thing in the world, but it does help. So make sure you're doing that, folks. But again, ladies and gentlemen, that's pretty much it for the show. I mean, Phoenix Wild, like I said, self-custody. Um, get to run your own Lightning node. You get to um, close every channel so miners can get paid on the Lightning Network as well, folks. It's a freaking awesome wallet. Again, do your own research. Again, it's not financial advice. I'm not a financial advisor. Um, once you get more advanced in Bitcoin, you use the Samurai Wallet. Definitely check out their tutorials. Definitely need that for sure. Especially if you're new to Samurai Wallet. Love their privacy features to try to help your Bitcoin be untraceable and trackable, which is amazing. Also, they have a fungibility uh, thing in there as well, which is absolutely amazing, balls, folks. Uh, Whirlpool Coin Join, absolutely amazing as well on Samurai Wallet. Built right into the app, folks, and even built right on their desktop. Uh, they have a desktop version for Samurai Wallet. There is no, I believe there's no desktop version for Phoenix Wallet. I'm almost 99.9% .9 sure of that one for Phoenix Wallet. Um, but Phoenix Wallet is amazing, man. It's one of the very few mobile wallets that allow you to run your own Lightning Note. One of the very few, folks. I think there's a couple other, light, uh, a couple other wallets, Lightning Wallets, that allow you to have self-custody, non-custodian wallets that let you run your own Lightning Note from the app but I'm not 100% sure um, but it's great self custody is great folks uh, for all your freaking Bitcoin and all coins self custody is absolutely amazing definitely something everyone needs to do um, even if you're new you know put 20 bucks in take self custody folks you can do cold storage do hot wallets um, do ledgers, nanos, all that good stuff. Just be very careful. Um, some of the nanos and ledgers, they do have backdoors to the uh, cipher trace. So you definitely want to be careful who you're using. Definitely do, do diligent hours and hours of research, folks, before you spend your money on cold storage. Very, be very, very careful, folks, or um, any mining rigs or things like that. So that's pretty much it, folks. 
you know, I'm going to get back on the game here, play some video games and some podcasts and some more Bitcoin podcasts and stuff. And I'll probably be heading to bed here in a couple hours, folks. But this podcast will be available here in about two hours. No, three hours, actually, at 3 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 12 a.m. Pacific. And I believe six. Is it six? No. I think it'll be 9 p.m. Hawaii time or maybe 6 p.m. Hawaii time, one of the two. But, uh, yeah. So, folks, we'll be back here in 24 hours. We're going to dive deep into this independent news. I'm going to rip these freaking articles a new asshole. And uh, this your boy, Nightmare K-Hawk, signing off. Make sure you share the content, folks. And I will talk to you all in 24 hours. Peace.